Welcome to the Letters to My Daughters devotional podcast. My name is Reverend Camille Henderson Edwards, Director of Economic Health and Gender Justice here at the General Board of Church and Society of the United Methodist Church. And this is your weekly guide to developing a spiritual practice at the intersection of faith and advocacy. So before we begin, I'd actually like to take this time to just express my gratitude for a number of people. The first is a person who I owe a great deal of gratitude, Miss Alina Sacido, who is a student at Wesley Theological Seminary here in Washington, D.C., and is serving as a theological intern with Church and Society this summer. And she has just done a considerable amount of work in helping us to flesh out some of the theological focus areas for each of the devotions. So I am just so very grateful for her ministry and her witness. And also, I am eternally grateful to Mr. James Kang, who serves as our Senior Specialist of Communications, also here at Church and Society. And he is the one responsible for editing not only this podcast, but each of our virtual uh, monthly sessions. And so there would be no letters to my daughters without James and Alina. And I am just deeply grateful and really honored to be able to work with really great people. And then finally, I am just really grateful for each and every one of you. Um, I'm grateful that you are joining us in this journey. I'm grateful that you are here to bring your own experience, to bring your voice, perhaps to listen and to learn. Um, I'm really grateful that we're able to have this time together. So I'd like to begin by setting the intention for this devotion. As you'll hear hear me say and share in the virtual sessions, this is a time of exploration and discovery for us all. Uh, My primary goal is to invite you into the space where faith and advocacy intersect. I view this as my own way of what I'm calling pastoring in the public square. We'll see if it sticks. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as time progresses. But, you know, I am trained as a pastor. Being a pastor is part of my calling. And as any pastor would do, I am here to serve as your guide and am praying that you have an encounter with God that is clarifying and that is transformative for you. So over the course of this study, You can expect a weekly devotion, no more than about 15 to 20 minutes, and we'll upload them every Wednesday morning. Um, And each episode will have a brief grounding moment, followed by an introduction to the text or sacred reading that we'll be exploring for that week or within that module. Um, And then we'll follow that up with a quick devotion and closing prayer. And For Letters to My Daughters, I wanted to include this weekly devotion in the form of a podcast for several reasons. The first being that as a pastor, 
Part of my calling is, as I shared before, to journey alongside you as you begin to develop your own spiritual practices. And I'm certain that there are other pastors who are a part of this journey. Um, and so if you would indulge me and allow me to pastor the pastor or join you in your own journey of developing your pastoral identity, uh, but but overall, my prayer for you is that you won't have to separate your prayer life from your public witness, um, but that you would be able to develop a practice of meeting God at the intersection of faith and advocacy. That is what I have observed for some years now, right, that we have to bifurcate or that we have to separate you know, our conversations with God uh, and what we do in that quiet time uh, from how we show up in the street or how we show up in whatever forms of advocacy we participate in. And it is my belief that those do not have to be separate. They can be uh, one in the same. Uh, and there are certain spaces that we can live in uh, that will allow us to integrate the two. Um, so one, just being able to develop this practice of uh, meeting God at this intersection of faith and advocacy. And then the second is to create a sense of community through this new medium. We will be engaging with each other through the virtual sessions, through the webinar at the top of each month. And then I really thought that it would be a great uh, experience uh, for all of us to be able to have this point of connection each week, even between the monthly virtual sessions. So I'm curious to hear your feedback. I'm curious to hear what your experiences uh, will be in interacting with the podcast and um, also interacting with the virtual monthly sessions. And who doesn't love a good podcast? You know, whether you're listening to this in the car or at the start of your youth group, or maybe you're in the office as you prepare your next sermon or Bible study, my hope is just that you would be able to use this as a starting point for further conversations you might facilitate around this intersection. So with all of that said, let's begin. Our starting point for this devotion is the body. Our bodies allow us to be co-creators with the divine. God speaks to us through our bodies. God works in us through our bodies. So won't you take this time to become aware of your body. Whether you are starting in the middle of or ending your day, take a moment to pause. Sit in your body. Take notice of your breath. Inhale deeply. 
and exhale. One more time, inhale deeply and exhale. To the God who has given you the breath of life, we thank you. That God is with you right now. Take notice of God's presence. The God who is present with you right now is the same God that is preparing you to do a great work. Take notice of how God is equipping you. One last time, inhale deeply and exhale. So before we get to our sacred text for this week, I wanted to give a little background uh, on some of the materials that you'll be interacting with throughout uh, module one. So within the United Methodist Church, we have what are called the social principles. So these are a collection of social teachings that are grounded in Methodist theology and hold a long history of social concern. The first iteration uh, of these social teachings began in 1908 uh, when the Methodist Church created what was called the Social Creed. And it's often noted that while the social principles are not church law, these statements are a prayerful and thoughtful effort for the church to be able to speak to present day issues from a sound biblical and theological foundation. And just a side note, uh, if you have access to the Book of Discipline, which is where the social principles are found, if you flip to the very front part, you can find the social uh, principles at the very front of the book. They're in there. I encourage you to take a look. So in addition to the social principles, we also have what's called the Book of Resolutions. And this is a companion piece to the social principles which carries resolutions or, or call to actions, if you will, uh, for the topics listed within the social principles. And one such resolution is resolution number 3203, which is entitled Maternal Health, the Church's Role. This resolution affirms, quote, that God calls us to respond to the suffering in the world and to love our neighbor throughout the world. As followers of Christ, we are members of the same body. The loss of one member is a loss for us all." End quote. The resolution continues to name some of the social and political barriers that contribute to poor conditions of maternal health. And we, all who are listening and beyond, as the body, are called to, quote, eradicate systems of oppression and marginalization that inhibit women's well-being, end quote. So 
We will talk more about what this resolution includes in session one of the virtual study. But for the purposes of this devotion, I'd like for us to focus on this metaphor of the body. Over the course of the next few weeks in August, this devotion will explore the one body metaphor in four functions. One, remembering. Two, naming. Three, resisting. And four, acting. So this week, we'll focus on remembering. Hear now the word of God as recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. It reads, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters and siblings. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were Gentiles, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. One more time, starting at verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, sisters, and siblings, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were Gentiles, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. And we often collectively respond in saying, thanks be to God. For this week's devotion, I invite you to remember your baptism. Now, parenthetically, as a side note, I want to note that if you haven't been baptized, Maybe now's the time to talk to your pastor about taking the necessary steps to be baptized. And if you don't have a pastor, no worries. <laughs> Reach out to me, send me an email, and I'd love to talk with you about what that entails, what all is included, and the steps that you have to take uh, to be baptized. So, Baptism is important here because in 1 Corinthians, Paul is reminding the people of Corinth that 
there's a new way of being because of their baptism and because of their faith in Christ. This means there's a new understanding of how they relate to each other. And for us, I believe that remembering your baptism is important because I think it's easy for us to forget that being baptized represents for us the mark of a new beginning. Our hearts change, our thoughts change, and how we see the world is different. At the time of our baptism, we place our faith in God and express our willingness to follow Jesus and Jesus' teachings. Included in this is also a new understanding of how we view the life around us and what it means to ensure that everyone is able to flourish. I believe that this new understanding helps us to define our relationships with our brothers, sisters, and siblings in Christ, while also allowing us to recognize ourselves as a part of one body, where each member, where we all are endowed with the gifts of the Spirit. If we acknowledge and embrace this way of being as a people of faith, it challenges us to not only see ourselves as the subject of our faith walk, but to also see those around us as that subject as well. As Paul says in the text, we are each given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. So when we're talking about Black maternal health and the social conditions that restrict its flourishing, it is striking to me to consider how this has happened and why there has been so little conversation about the severity of this crisis. Y'all, have, have we dropped the ball in employing our spiritual gifts for the common good on this issue? Or perhaps another question to ask is, do you recognize yourself and others in this one body of Christ? as the bearers and channels of the same spirit that gave life? Or perhaps the question to ask is, can you recognize black mothers as bearers of this living spirit that comes from the same God? Or perhaps one of the last questions that you should ask yourself, or how are you ensuring the gifts given to you and others are being placed and used where needed to ensure another's flourishing? These are the questions that I invite you to consider this week. Perhaps you might explore them in your own quiet time. Perhaps you might bring these up in conversation in your prayer group or Bible study, or perhaps even in a sermon talk back. But this week, I'd like to invite you all as members of this one body in Christ 
to think on these things throughout the course of the week and to use these questions as your starting point. Let's pray. O Holy Spirit, grantor of life and will, Holy Spirit, grantor of love, mercy, and gifts, breathe on us. Pour out your grace on our hearts, on our minds, and on our hands. Pour out your grace so we can see and recognize each other in the same spirit by the same source that is God. Spirit of grace, go before us. Move us to be and to become who you have created us to be. Move us to care and to speak up for parts of this one body that we have neglected. Equip us to return to that one body in Christ. It is in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. And together we say, amen. Thank you so much for taking the time out this week for the weekly devotion of Letters to My Daughters. As always, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me via email with any questions or general reflections from your experience of the study that you may have. I can be reached via email at chedwards, that's C-H-E-D-W-A-R-D-S, at umcjustice.org. That's U-M-C-J-U-S-T-I-C-E dot O-R-G. Until next time, go in grace, go in peace.